Today, I'm joined by Grace McJones. She's an Azure cloud engineer at Microsoft, a mentor at the University of Washington Foster School of Business. She's the Seattle lead for Women Who Code, a speaker and the host of the Tech Unlocked podcast, which I'll put a link in the, in the description. You definitely got to check it out. Grace, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I appreciate it so much. Yeah, I'm so honored to be here. Excited for this discussion. So for those who don't know you, and I'm one of them, I'm getting to know you. Tell us a bit about where you're from, uh, who you are, and, and what more about what you do. So I was born in Nigeria. Um, this is a short version I like to tell people. I was born in Nigeria, raised in Virginia, educated in Texas, and now live in Seattle. Um, and obviously, there's a lot of things that went into <laughs> those movements. Um, but currently working at Microsoft, um, and I've been there for about two and a half years. And so um, it's been a great experience so far, and I love that I'm able to start out my career in such an amazing company. Wow. So what made you decide, I mean, I'm sure it goes back a little ways in how you got here. What made you decide to get into IT? So I, to be honest, never really saw myself in the IT tech field because um, as someone who's like a first-gen immigrant, um, I didn't grow up with anyone who like worked in tech or knew anything about technology or even graduated college um, in the United States. And so um, the first time I went to college, I was studying international business, international relations, because I wanted to travel, you know, meet foreign um, officials and things like that. Um, but then at, at the same time, like college was extremely expensive. Um, I remember trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to pay for like each semester? Um, and then I had to drop out because I'm like, this is expensive. Like my parents can afford this. And then the second time I decided to go to a community college. Um, and then I remember taking an intro to computer um, class. And so I was like, this is exciting. And then I was just like, okay, where do I go next from here? Like, how do I map out what I want to do? Um, and there was just a sense of like, I don't know what I'm doing, so don't waste any money. So I jumped out again. <laughs> um, and, and the third time I went to college, you know, it was nothing short of a miracle that I actually graduated this time because I felt like I owed it to myself to at least try try to figure it out. Mm -hmm. uh, even though I hadn't seen anyone who had done what I was trying to do. And so I decided to study computer science because I felt like the possibilities were endless. And at the time, on my college campus, which is at Sam Houston State University, I was working as a graphic designer. Um, so it kind of came from a creative background. And I was intrigued by Photoshop, Illustrator, like all that fun stuff if you're a creative. And I'm just like, wow, like without those tools, like I wouldn't have a job, you know, because I'm out here creating posters, you know, things for print. Um, and I was just intrigued, right? I'm just like, how, how is this software created? Like who created the software? So went to, you know, everyone's best friend, Google, and just really type how was Photoshop created. And then I saw that it was created by, you know, a programming language. I'm like, what's a programming language? I kind of like went down this rabbit hole of trying to discover um, something that I was genuinely curious about. And that really sparked my interest because I wanted to eventually in the future create something that helps other people be more creative um, or help people um, kind of like trust their creativity in a sense. And so that's kind of like, I think the base level of even what I thought I could do with technology now looking back. Um, and, you know, the journey to Microsoft was one that wasn't linear because I personally never saw myself in, in, in Microsoft or Fang, the one of the top, like the top companies like Facebook and mm -hmm. Netflix or any of these companies. 
Uh, frankly, because no one really came to recruit in my school because I went to a small state college. And so the visibility to, you know, access those companies, I just didn't see it. The only thing that helped me have, you know, Facebook or Microsoft, all these big companies in my, in my mind was when I went to the Grace Hopper conference. And for those who are not really sure what that is, it's the largest conference for women in computing. So I went as a college senior, I remember applying for a scholarship because tech conferences are not cheap. We all know that. And I remember going and I was just like, oh, wow. So there are the women like in the tech field because obviously in my class, I was the only black woman usually. Um, and that didn't really bother me because, you know, I was in Texas, you know, I would just go out and see other black people and other people of different ethnicity. Um, but I think one thing that stood out to me was that I didn't really have any black professors teaching any of my computer science classes. And so going to this conference and seeing women share their research papers, the products they were working on and in leadership, I'm like, wow, okay, so it is possible to, to work in tech as a woman, as a black woman. Um, and so from then on, I just felt like I owe it to myself to figure out what I wanted to do with that degree. And, you know, at that conference, I met someone um, then when you know I've been to tech conferences, it's always like the, the technical side of everything, like the speaking series and you know the the discussion panels, and then it's always the networking side, you know, which I miss since we're in a pandemic, there's no networking. Um, and I remember going to an event hosted by Google called, you know, for, for women of color. And I was standing in line waiting. Um, I got there early because usually I knew that the lines were going to be long. And this lady came up to me, she's like, Hey, do you know when, when this event starts? And like I don't know, I'm just trying to be here early. And we just started talking and she sat to me like, what do you do? And, you know, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm a college student. And I just kind of gave her the whole spiel. And she's like, do you know what you want to do after graduating? And I was like, no, not really. Um, and usually I wouldn't say that. I would probably like, you know, spin up something I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to be blah, 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 and try to like fake it. But for some reason, I just felt like I might as well be vulnerable and be honest. And she told me about an apprenticeship program at Microsoft. And she was like, hey, like Microsoft has an apprenticeship program called LEAP. Um, I think you should definitely try it out, um, which is a 16 weeks program where you're placed on a team. And if you do well, um, that team can extend a full-time offer to you. And so I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, I, I didn't really think any, anything of it because I had been to the Microsoft booth and talked to some recruiters. So I was like, if it happens, cool. If it doesn't, cool. Um, but I think something that was unique about that conversation was that she was like, are you on LinkedIn? I was like, yes. And so we connected and she introduced me to the program manager over at the whole um, program. So we kept in touch. So, I mean, fast forward, um, I was able to interview, get into the program and then was able to get on a team. And even after the apprenticeship, I was extended full-term offer. And yeah, I mean, the rest is kind of history. I'm here now. So that's pretty awesome though. I mean, those programs are amazing. Um, and I mean, and, and the fact that you heard about it and waiting in line because you're going to a conference is is amazing and awesome. But then that you acted on it too, right? Because I, 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 I mentor a lot of people and there are a lot of people who are like, uh, maybe I'm not good enough or, uh, well, if they want me, they'll call me, right? Mm. <laughs> um, it's important to act on things like that when you hear about it. Yeah, I think the magic is in the follow up, right? I think that a lot of people will say, hey, feel free to reach out, right? Like I probably will sit on this, you know, podcast, my, hey, feel free to reach out. And probably maybe only one out of like whoever's listening or two people might reach out because 
obviously people have a very imposter syndrome of like oh maybe she's too busy or this mm -hmm. person don't have my time and I try telling a lot of young people or just people in general don't self-reject right don't tell yourself no before somebody tells you no <laughs> at least try <laughs> you know if you're trying like okay I tried and then try again you know and so at that rate you know that okay at least I tried and maybe that wasn't the best time and then even for me if I you know send an email to someone about maybe being on, you know, my podcast or I wanted to talk with them and they don't get back to me. I send a follow-up email, you know, for maybe, I wait maybe a week or two and then like, oh my gosh, thank you for reminding me. Like my inbox has been so busy and blah, blah, blah. So it's sometimes some like people don't want to help you. They either forget or, you know, that's not the right time. So it's up to you to follow up if it's something that you're truly invested in or you're truly interested in. Yes, absolutely. So you've been around the block a little bit. <laughs> seen uh, how we do IT, what is something about the way we do IT today that you would change? Whether, you know, it, it could be, it could be something that um, you notice in our processes, right? You've got fresh eyes, new look at how we do things. It could be how we hire people or how we advertise things. What's something you think we might consider changing? Yeah. I mean, there are a few things that comes to mind. I think from the tech side of things, I, I think their ability to streamline um, and help other industries get on technology. So obviously it's been almost a year since we've been in the pandemic and you can tell that different sectors, maybe like, you know, the financial institution, like banks or even schools or, I mean, education was one of the <laughs> institutions that struggled so hard in terms of like getting their students online. They were using different tools. And so I think in a sense, being able to onboard different um, institutions. And so whether that's even the law institution of people trying to like, I don't know if you've seen, there was a funny tweet that came out two weeks ago of um, a court case happening and the lawyer had like a mouth, like a cat filter on the Zoom and didn't know how to take it off. And he was like, your honor, like I, and I just couldn't stop laughing. Obviously I don't think that was funny, but it was funny in itself. And so um, and I think something that can help with getting other sectors um, in terms of like other institutions familiarized with tech is tech literacy, right? I think that we talk about financial literacy, um, but investing in the simple things like how to do a virtual call, like how to prepare for virtual interviews, um, what, how, do, how to set up like virtual conferences, you know? And so I think this, like we saw that it was a big learning curve of like people who were ready and weren't ready. And even the restaurant you know, industry, like I knew a lot of small businesses who went of business because they couldn't fulfill the orders from online or they couldn't go online fast enough, which was so sad. And so the industries are able to adopt quickly how to use technology, how to create a website or an app and being able to serve their community and their customers were able to thrive and you know survive during the pandemic. So I, th I think in terms of what you know IT can do or what you know tech can do is like providing tech literacy, whether that's from the big companies, like, hey, here's what you can do to deploy a simple app and get your restaurant going or your small business going or here's how you can um, you know make sure that your customer data is secured you know with cybersecurity. Mm. and so just little nuances and I feel like you know we in IT we know all those things right we know okay like this is what I'm going to do if I wanted to um, set up maybe a new store or maybe um, set up a conference call or things like that but there are millions of people who are now without jobs because they don't really they can't really work and so I think that there's a huge um, 
market a, a huge opportunity to tap into that. So I think that's one thing that I, I would think that we can do a better job in is financial literacy, I mean, tech literacy mm-hmm. in terms of like getting people ready for the future, um, for the jobs of the future. Wow. That is true. I mean, I, my kids, my kids are in school. My daughter is 100% virtual and you're, and there are many people in our, in our school system that have, it was tough. They didn't, I mean, they didn't own computers. Our school system had to go buy computers and and get computers for everybody. But you're right. And I've heard interesting stories of um, students having to go to parking lots to to get on Wi-Fi. and there's gotta be right. There's gotta be a better way, but, and then of course the, the, just the basic literacy of small businesses, people who only have like two, two or three, four employees, how do they bring tech yeah. infrastructure in? That's not going to break the bank. That's, that's and even really... train your workers on how to use that technology. I think yeah. just to name a couple, obviously of, of corporations that did well during this time was like Starbucks and even Chick-fil-A of how efficient they were in mm. getting people in the orders in and things like that. I was like, wow, like this is really impressive because you can just order on the app or they made it so easy, you know, for people who wanted to order in or Uber Eats or things like that. And so I think there's a lot of opportunities for people to go online or be online, but if they're not taught how to, there's no way they can survive with their competitors. And so, um, I think there's a way that I think we in tech, people who are building all these amazing services can um, have ways to teach others, you know, how to use this for, for the benefit. Wow, that's amazing. So where do you see yourself going? What, you know, you're, you're, you're still kind of fresh in your career. Um, you've been you've been at Microsoft for just a bit, but wh- where do you see this going? Are, are, uh, and, and where do you see, I, I, talk about your podcast. Where, how's your podcast doing and where is it, where is it headed? Yeah. Um, I have a podcast, it's called Tech Unlocked, and it aims to demystify um, the tech industry by giving people a call the keys to unlock their successful tech career. And as I mentioned, I created this podcast for two reasons. Um, first of all, I wanted to create something that I wish existed when I was in college, um, because like I said, it was hard to navigate, like, okay, what do I do next? I mean, obviously people like apply for jobs, but I'm like, but how? You know, I mean, obviously you can go on LinkedIn and whatnot, but the part about networking, right, about following up, all those nuances of how the corporate world world works, because it's not about what you know, it's about who you know, and especially as a minority, um, you can get down in the pool of applications. And so in the podcast, you know, I highlight people who are doing amazing work within tech, but also showcasing different roles that are available. You know, IT is such a widespread of jobs and things that you can do and so a lot of people get you know boggled down like okay if I don't like to code is there a space for me in tech and I'm like yes there's a lot of things you could do and so whether that's UX design or um, being a data scientist or in product marketing um, just highlighting or a program manager and just highlighting those things a lot of students um, who are maybe I'm not going to the fancy college might not be privy to that um, and then a lot of people who are maybe thinking of like, okay, I have a different um, background, right? I've gotten a lot of good feedback from people who are transitioning into tech. So let's say they mm-hmm. went to a boot camp and they're curious about, okay, where can I bring my you know, other skills? I call that transferable skills, whether that they were a nurse before and then went to a boot camp and now wanted to be a PM. Like, how can I bring what I know into kind of like a new industry? And so talking about all those things, which I feel like isn't talked about a lot, and that goes into just the mystifying, you know, the tech world and also tech concepts that I think are helpful for the people who are starting out in, in their career. And so for me, I was like, where I see this going, um, To be honest, I would like for people to feel like they belong in tech. And I know that's a 
overused term, but I do feel like representation is everything, right? You know, when you're able to see someone do something, it kind of breaks that mental mold of, oh, I can't do this. You're like, oh, well, if she was able to do this, if he was able to do this, I think there's a possibility that I can, right? Um, and so I'm hoping that people who are, have been, you know, underrepresented within tech, um, or just in, in general, are able to say like, hey, like I belong here and I'm, there's a space for me to, to work in this industry. So hoping to get more underrepresented folks into the tech industry. Wow, that's amazing. And it's true. I mean, I, I'm, 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 of course, white dude, but, um, but it, it goes even just the people who've been in tech forever, who are gatekeeping their, their knowledge or their participation in, in projects. Mm. as well as representation, right? So, and it, that's some of how they block that representation by not letting fresh people in. Um, and, and, it's, and it's a problem because then it causes a lot of legacy problems, causes a lot of, um, you know, the business can't transition to more modern approaches and we need fresh ideas. I mean, like you, I, I work in federal government. I would love to have you work in my agency and bring fresh ideas and, and help us move things forward in different ways. So. I look forward to seeing where you go with your podcast and, and hearing more about your career as you continue. And uh, just thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. And I think something that you said, I think people like you, you know, creating platforms like this to have discussions like this is one way that we can help with that, either a pipeline um, situation or even um, figuring out, you know, because someone can listen like, okay, how can I help? You know, maybe I've been here for a long time and I'm comfortable, you know, and something that I know that you do, you mentor a lot. So I think mentorship is key in terms of like figuring out how can I bring fresh, you know, fresh people with fresh ideas and diverse backgrounds. And I think being able to reach out, whether that's on your LinkedIn and say, hey, like I have my calendar open for this weekend, 20 minutes, you know, if you have questions about the work that I do, about getting into tech, feel free to, you know, like schedule that, you know, and then from there, you can get a sense of like, what do people really want to know, you know, because people, trust me, they love to talk, you know, <laughs> we're talking right now, we're podcasters, so we know that, yep. um, and they will reach out and tell you maybe what they're struggling with, and I think that can give you an insight to what you can do um, maybe on a long-term basis to, to help make sure that, you know, those who are maybe underrepresented feel like they're welcome within this IT industry. Fantastic. Well, thank you again for joining me. Thanks, Jeremy. This was great.